hun, it's me, Danielle. I am a licensed clinical mental health counselor, and I'm here to talk about all the ways multi-level marketing and mental health do not mix. It is important to know that this podcast is not meant to diagnose or for treatment. This podcast is based off of personal experiences and opinions, and is meant to educate and entertain. Now sit back and start healing with me on this episode of From Huns to Humans. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, hon. Welcome to this episode of From Huns to Humans, brought to you by ThriveMind. Whether you're at a crossroads with your career, wanting to scale your side hustle, or want to start a new business, there are places down the road to change where you might feel stuck and need the experienced help of someone who has been there. Enter ThriveMind. ThriveMind is both a boutique marketing company for your small business, and most importantly, a coach and advocate to help you get your small business off the ground effectively and sustainably. Allie Heatherly, former Avon Hun and anti-MLM advocate, is the principal of ThriveMind and has 10 years of experience in business operations and can give you the tools to reach your goals. Visit thrivemindllc.com today to schedule your free no-commitment call to help jumpstart your side hustle business or career change today. That's thrivemindllc.com to make the big change today. Hi, everyone. Before we get started with today's episode, I just want to put out not really a content warning, but kind of a content warning. Um, We do talk a lot about Um, different societal norms and culture that has been sexualized and things like that. We also talk a lot in the gender binary. So um, I do recognize that that excludes a lot of people. And I just want to give you a heads up that that is what we're talking about in today's episode. Um, So if you are not here for it, if you are feeling overwhelmed by that topic, feel free to skip it for today and come back later or move on to the next episode. Um, As always, respect yourself, respect your boundaries, and respect what you're able to consume. Uh, I love you guys, and I appreciate all of you so, so much, and I hope you enjoy. Welcome to another episode of From Huns to Humans. I am so excited today to have Heather Cox on the podcast. She has a YouTube, no, TED Talk. It's on YouTube, but it's, um, it'll be linked in the show notes, but I love it because the first line is, welcome to the memorial service for Boss Babe. And you just spoke to my soul when you sent that to me. And I was like, yes, you need to be on my podcast. We need to talk about all of like the feminist problems with this, this language. (laughs) Oh my God. I love it. Thank you. Seriously. So Heather, do you want to let people know where they can find you? And then also kind of tell us your MLM story. 
Yeah, for sure. And Danielle, thank you so much for having me. This is going to be such an amazing conversation. So, um, well, my name is Heather Cox. I am a, a WordPress website designer, social media manager, and also second generation woman entrepreneur. Um, my mom uh, is a business owner and so are my two sisters. Um, and you can find me at Heather Cox Codes, um, that username across all social media platforms. Um, you can also watch my entire TEDx talk on YouTube, um, just search for my name and Boss Babe, or you can go to TikTok um, at Heather Cox Codes, and my entire t uh, TEDx talk is uploaded there as well. Because yay for ten minute feature! <laughs> yes, that's awesome. Uh, that came out just in time too, because I just saw <laughs> your TED talk got reloaded up there two weeks ago. So. Yes, yeah, we had to chop it up, but then that ten minute feature came, and I'll yes. <laughs> All right, so um, you were in, you had a very short time in MLM, right? I did. So my like really, it's a really weird MLM story. So okay, I was like twenty twenty one, still trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life. Um, I had just quit my job as a like I don't know, it was like a health advocate for like a chiropractic place, and we would go do these like health care like how like we would take blood and then we had our saliva and just do something and like the boss gobs it was so weird so I quit that and I was trying to find my way and I saw this thing online called Dylan Road I don't know if you ever heard of it but it was a men's custom button down shirt company <laughs> where you would get put on team get team members on right and you would like basically give out your card to businessmen and say hey we have these amazing custom button down shirts that we can make for you let us size you so then like it was me and like some other girl who i had on my team and we would go and like size up all these men and we would like get the shirt and they were nice custom shirts but the really the thing was to build your team right and like get that you know those those kickbacks and those bonuses for making your team um I didn't last long in there because I was like number one like the hustle culture of it it was just so much like and then also having to meet men <laughs> in private settings was not really fun <laughs> so and you know you have to get close right and like you know, you've got their shoulders, their inseams, like everything. And like, you're really in close quarters. And um, yeah, the individual that I was working with was not trustworthy either that I hired. I was like, this is so much. <laughs> this is all ridiculous. And I was like, okay, well, I'm done. I think I lasted maybe like two months, maybe even a month. I was like, I'm out. So wow. that was my MLM story. I don't even know if you've heard of Dylan Road, but it was really random. And I don't even think it's still around today. Um, but whenever I talk about like MLM stuff, I just immediately go back to that because that was my own personal experience with MLM. But I did grow up, you know, doing the Avon parties and, you know, all of the, you know, with my mom and like stuff like that. So um yeah very very random MLM story <laughs> yeah I'm like trying to google it right now to like it's d-i-l-l-o-n Dylan Road I'm not even sure it exists anymore but yeah that was really random <laughs> it's like not even coming up right and and this was like 10 
15 years ago, 15 years ago that I did this. So yeah, it probably wouldn't come up. I'll, I'll look at the um, internet archives, which is called the Wayback Machine. And I'll look up the uh, URL and see if the internet archived it and I'll, I'll send it over to you. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. I'm so curious. That So first of all, that MLM does, like you, before we got on, you were like, the MLM I was in was super obscure. And I was like, okay, <laughs> yes, that is super obscure. Like, so first, obscure. Of all, first of all, you know, like this MLM is like, I feel like it's very... It gives me like LuLaRoe vibes of like, um, we want these women to go and measure all these men and like, yep. and then you're going to, I don't know. I can just see it. I was like, get your husband involved and da, 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 da. And, yep. um, yeah, I don't love that. And also I feel like just based off of what you said, that just sounded like my nightmare, like being <laughs> in, um, tight quarters with men like no yeah I men. imagine if I didn't have that person that I already had on so she would come with me and like that's maybe like the defense mechanism that all women have is like you know traveling twos <laughs> traveling right. bears um but imagine if I was doing that by myself like that yeah that probably wouldn't have got well so um but I'm glad that like that didn't like turn into anything like yeah I mean I'm out the fabric is lovely like it really was like it was quality like button down like fabric but you know just like LuLaRoe the the fabric was buttery soft in the beginning but then it was like cheap and you could see through it and it was like that you know that that would have gone down that same exact path yeah yeah I'm sure it would have and like I'm just, I wonder if anyone is listening to this and was also in that MLM, like, I'm just so curious because I feel like that is a horror story waiting, waiting to happen. Like, yeah, like, and like, I know, like, not all men or whatever, but like, it is. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Hello, for sure. <laughs> um. Yeah. So that's quite the experience. And then, so after that, did you like realize that MLMs were toxic? Like what led you to realizing that MLMs are what they are? Well, I'm a really analytical person and I love math. So, you know, the numbers weren't adding up for me. And, you know, this isn't clearly the business, the, the, the focus of the business wasn't getting clients, it was building your team. And to be honest, I don't like working with people. (laughs) Like in high school, I was always the person who would be doing the group project and nobody else doing the group project. And I would do the group project for everybody. And so it just kind of made me think like, okay, well, nobody else is going to pull their freaking weight. And that's when I saw that I was like, okay, so what, I just got to build my team and then they're going to go out and I got to manage all these people and then I get kicked. And that just doesn't make sense to me. And coming from an, um, you know, a second generation entrepreneur and business owner, again, the numbers didn't make sense. You know, everybody, all these people at the top are making a crap ton of money. And then, you know, everybody at the bottom that's just starting, like they're losing money, they're wasting money, even to get into like to buy all of these stuff, all of the inventory, all of like, all of it, like you're losing money at that point. So when I saw that, I was like, wait, I need to invest 
5k just to get into this business that isn't even mine <laughs> no sorry <laughs> oh was that the startup cost well i don't think i mean i'm in just generalization oh, okay. i've seen startup costs from 500 to pack up your makeup all the way to like i don't even know what the largest one is oh, okay. for, yeah 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 but like in general just having to use that money to buy into something that you literally don't own yourself you can take that capital that you have and put it into creating your own website, getting your own business cards, thinking up a business plan, like all this stuff, instead of just investing and throwing your money away on products that you know you won't move. <laughs> or even, I mean, like, uh, uh, this is not financial advice. I do not give financial advice. There is no financial <laughs> advice ever given from me because I don't know what I'm talking about. But like, you could invest that. Like you could invest, if you want to make residual income, like go talk to the people that know what they're talking about in the finance world and just go invest that. And then there right. you go, potential right. residual, like better chance of getting residual income that way. Right. Than right. And I mean, you know, it's, and I get it. It's like network, networking, mar network marketing, and you create like a community and stuff like that, but you don't need an MLM to create a community and network. So, you know, that also was like, okay, well, I can do this by myself. I don't need you know, people that I don't really align with in my circle. So yeah, that's, that was also another thing, but it was the money and the, the relationships that really were just like, okay, like you're not for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm curious if you know the origin, like was boss babe originated from MLMs or did it come from somewhere else? So, I mean, there are many different I mean, there are so many sources that say so many different things, but I know Boss Babe was started within uh, the MLM culture, um, really to, and I'm not exactly sure where and how it started in MLM, but it did. I'm not exactly sure who exactly started it. I don't like them <laughs> whoever started it, but Boss Babe really, um, you know, grew out of this networking style positivity where they're like you go girl you go boss babe you're such a boss babe because it's like you're feminine and beautiful and you're such a babe but you're also a boss and you're making boss moves and you can just keep going it's like no <laughs> so yeah like mlm started that and it's definitely gone too far <laughs> in my opinion i am 100 so triggered by everything you just said <laughs> serious it's oh amazing yeah like it's so weird too because like you're saying all that and you're looking at me so I'm like I'm like I am a boss babe but also I'm like ew stop <laughs> <laughs> don't love bomb me Heather <laughs> oh my god seriously oh my god uh yeah um I, and like that's so like I feel like it goes right into that right like it's all part of that love bombing because they're like you're amazing and like you almost like love bomb yourself too because you're like I'm a boss babe and like I'm gonna do this and da -da -da -da. and <laughs> exactly <I can>. gag <laughs> yeah seriously and it's like but it comes with this like you're a boss babe you can do it and the only way you can do it is if you're fabulous and you keep going so you're burning yourself out to look fabulous all the time because you have to be perfect all the time to make the sale because if you are not put together then nobody can trust you on how like if you're going to even like do the work because if you're not put together your business isn't put together right like that's 
the mentality. And then the hustle culture, you burn out from the hustle culture because you're constantly going, 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 going. So then that's two ways that you can burn out from having to always look fabulous and always have to be hustling. No wonder nobody gets like gets anything done in these MLM, you know, businesses. That's such a good point. Cause I think about this often. Um, when I was in Plexus, uh, my uplines would always say like my uppity uplines, like the ones that were up there, they would say like, Oh, I guess get to work this business from my yoga pants. Like it's so great. But then they would come on like the zoom call or their Facebook live or whatever. And they'd be all done up. And they would always look gorgeous. Like maybe they were in like relaxed clothes, but like they were still like done up. So they looked mm-hmm. really good. And I was just like, okay, like there you are in your sweatpants, but you look fucking amazing. Like, I, I don't, I don't know. Like you're like, why? And like, and that's the thing too. I mean, like, yeah, getting dressed and looking nice is a confidence booster for sure. You right. know, that's self care. Right. If you feel pretty, you are pretty. If you feel that, that's you. But like, don't use it as a sales tactic to further just a crappy agenda. And and then, but then if you're not like that, then you get that that pushback, that negativity. And they're like, oh, well, you're not working it. Oh, well, you're not doing this. And like, and, and it's just, you just feel, then you, you feel worse about yourself because you're trying to, and it's, it's, it's a whole vicious cycle. Right. Like I've never been a makeup person like ever. So I always was like, oh, well, I'm never going to look like as pretty as them because like, I don't even know how to put on eyeshadow. Like (laughs) I'm serious. I'm not wearing makeup today. Only thing I'm wearing is mascara. Um, and glasses are like the, the permanent makeup. You're just like, oh, okay, makeup on. Um, but you know, it's, it's weird to have other women judge you <laughs> when you are not some type of way that that aligns within their little bubble of what everybody should be. And that's really like working against what I think boss babe culture should be. I mean, granted, like get rid of that, that label altogether, but like women in business should uplift everybody in all walks of life. Um, not if you're just an MLM or if you're po- positivity or hustle culture, or whatever, we should just be uplifting each other anyway, no matter size, color, shape, <laughs> business, right. um, you know, uh, net worth, how far you are in your journey. We all should be like, you know, cheerleaders for one another instead of this like girl boss, toxic positivity that really doesn't give us positivity at all. It makes us feel like shit. Right. So. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, oh, gross. It's just so <laughs> went on a little rant there, but it <laughs> has to be because, like, that's you know the the stereotypes and the the societal pressure that is put on women. Mm-hmm. We're we have we have enough of that. We don't need it in our own circle of other women in business. That's just how it is. Absolutely. I think that's a really good point. I want to stay on this like curated look theme before we move into hustle culture too much. Mm. Um, because I feel like I have more that we can talk about. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, but I think it like kind of lends right into like the MLM culture of like, I have a lavish life. So like, if I'm done up, if I always have like the prettiest makeup on, if like everything is on point in my life, in the background, like, you know, in all of my pictures, my 
kitchen is beautiful and spotless and like right. and then right. like occasionally you'll like have like I don't know if they, if they had kids or something it would be like oh look at I'm such a mom look at my messy living room and they have like four toys out and I'm just like get out of here <laughs> it's so staged yeah. and that's what bothers me because those who are within the MLM MLM system seem not genuine. I mean, like I'm, and you know, I'm no person to judge on if you're being genuine or not, but, or being authentic, right? Because everybody's authentic in their own skin. And like, you know, who am I to perceive if you're authentic or not? But a lot of these businesses, it's just so cookie cutter and um, really just modeled and molded and it's not real and as a social media manager and strategist I've been doing this for 15 years I see through all of that I know that those toys those four toys are perfectly placed I know that you struggled a whole hour to get your kids looking amazing and that's all that's the real stuff but you're showing me this fake cookie cutter uh you know what moms and and, and boss babes should look like and yeah, it's weird. And, you know, I'm, it's, and especially with the societal norm, like the societal pressures that are put on us as women to always look good, to always wear a bra, <laughs> to always have our leg shaved. We can't have any underarm hair, right? Like we can't, we have to be perfect or if we're not perfect, then we're judged. And then what we do is judged and our business, like if we're not put together, like, that many in the MLM community put out there. And then because they put it out there, they make people like me feel bad because we're like, oh, I guess this is what mom culture should look like. This is what, you know, being a mom should look like. This is what a business owner should look like. I have to be put together because they're killing it in the hustle culture, but it's all facade. And then it just creates these like unrealistic expectations that you need to have in your life when it comes to looking done up, looking good, like whatever, like just have self-confidence in yourself. I don't care if you're wearing a trash bag. If you have self-confidence in wearing that trash bag, get it. But don't let this perfectly curated life that a lot of MLM uh, business business owners um, tend to put on the internet, and that and and it makes the rest of us kind of feel like we're not enough. But as somebody who's been in social media and marketing for fifteen years, I see through that, and I just wish that many other women would see through that as well, and kind of like just love themselves, not based off of a, a fake persona of what business and women should be. Yeah. <laughs> like, clearly have a lot to say on this topic. <laughs> and that's why you're here. That's <laughs> why I'm here. <laughs> yeah. It's so, it's just so toxic. And I remember just feeling so like, like, um, I guess it's almost like a cognitive dissonance feeling where I was like, I feel so good about myself, but I also feel so bad about myself. And I didn't know why yeah. it was because I was like putting myself against these like beautifully curated women. And I'm just like, and 
like I'm not saying makeup is bad I think that there's very good like empowerment and people doing their makeup and like owning it and all that stuff like you do you but like I work with teenagers and I when I started in the mental health world I intentionally was like I am purposely not going to wear makeup like I'm going to show these teenagers that I can show up to work and be confident and not wear makeup and Mm. that I'm a professional and can do my shit and like that's how I've been like my entire professional life is just like very minimal if ever any makeup like if I ever wore makeup it was like occasionally I wore lipstick I did have like a lipstick phase (laughs) (laughs) and I had like um a mascara phase but like that was it and like the lipstick phase probably lasted two months so I still feel self-conscious wearing lipstick. I don't do it because I'm like, I cannot pull this off at all. But, you know, for a very long time, I did not wear makeup. And the reason why is because I have been uh, sexually harassed many times uh, within my 15 years of business. Um, At the end of, um, you know, my TEDx talk, um, I gathered a bunch of quotes received uh, by women in business uh, from men and also from women saying these things to women in business. Um, And mine was one of the times that I was sexually harassed by a possible, um, you know, client. He never became a client, but, um, you know, and, and that was, difficult so I stopped wearing makeup I I would show up in hoodies and sneakers hair up in a bun no makeup because I that was a a self that was you know I was self-defense right that was something that I knew would I would not be hit on I would not be groped and all of that stuff so you know this past year I kind of was like you know what like I'm gonna take my power back so I did go to Mac in the mall and somebody taught me how to do my makeup um, in, in a way that makes me feel good and that I'm not just trying to pretend to be, you know, somebody else or something else. Um, I'm, I'm actually kind of like embracing it and, and kind of taking that power back. Um, so, you know, makeup is very powerful as long as you're doing it for the right reasons. And that wrong reason is for MLMs. <laughs> Or for men in general. <laughs> yes, for men in general. Yes. Yes. That too. <laughs> yeah. Do it for yourself and do it for the ladies. And that's yes, it. <laughs> exactly. Yes. But not in a pressury way. Like, yes, exactly. Just because we all think each other are beautiful and we're all- Yeah, and I've this. learned so much from TikTok and like the makeup um, TikTokers. I'm obsessed with watching that. I'm like, how do they do that? That that eyeshadow looks amazing. Like, who is the one? I, I think she's from Long Island. And she, like, has these shimmery eyeshadows. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, they're beautiful. They look like mermaids. And I love it. And, like, that gives me confidence as well. Because I see all these amazing women doing these things that they love. And it's not attached to anybody else. It's not having to work their way up a ladder to reach Mm -hmm. other people. They are just doing what they want to do and it's inspiring. And I feel as though more people should be doing that. I totally agree. Absolutely. That that would be just so amazing if everyone could do that. (laughs) (laughs) I want to live in a world where women can wear makeup exclusively for them and because it makes them feel good and like whatever reasons they want to wear the makeup versus like trying to look good for society right and I mean it even comes down to the clothes right like my husband always says and he's like I want to see you in tighter stuff but 
me in baggy clothes is again another defense mechanism so I'm not you know I'm not picked out in a crowd I'm not harassed I'm not whatever and so but now I'm like okay I'm gonna like own it and I'm gonna wear maybe a little tighter clothing because like I feel confident in myself and I know that like my consent and my like like I am in charge Mm-hmm. and so that's not so it again like makeup and clothes are powerful and mm-hmm. and should be used and and really for self-care and not for anybody else and and that's another thing that bothers me with the whole MLM thing it's like they're forcing you to be something that you're not mm-hmm. and I'm sorry if you are doing if you're an MLM and if you feel like you're not who you are mm-hmm. you're also not going to make those sales that's the key in any business if you feel as though that you're faking it that, and you're pretending and you have no idea what you're doing or you're just kind of like going off of what other people are doing, you're never going to succeed. You need to be that strong leader in that field or industry that takes you forward and not, I, I just wish that more people and more women would see the power that they have to yeah. get to that point. What would you suggest for people to do to have that a little bit more organically? Cause like, so say you are starting your own business, but you, you're like at that, like, kind of like fake it till you make it. I'm trying to figure it out. stage. like, how do you own that and be confident, but also recognize that you're still figuring it out? Yeah. I mean, like when I was 21, like I started my business, this, um, you know, HC web design is what it was called when I was 21, because that's how they're called web designs. Right. Um, and, but I was still figuring it out. I was still figuring stuff out. Um, and I really kind of tapped into what I was good at and what I was passionate about. You're probably not passionate about leggings. Okay, (laughs) let's just put that out there. You're not passionate about leggings. You may be passionate about makeup and that's what got you into like Avon or something like that, but you can get away from that and and blaze your own trail um, and, and kind of look inward as to what makes you happy and smile. Because if you do something that you love, you're never going to work a day in your life. Like I feel as though I have not worked in 15 years because I absolutely love what I do in being a web and social media designer. I get to help women in business achieve their dreams and like getting their business out there and online. Um, I'm able to work with awesome nonprofits and organizations to help them reach their goals. Like, and you know, I also get to work with amazing people like you and like do these like really cool podcasts. Like it's just, and I love what I do. I don't feel like I've worked a day in my life. So that's what I feel as though that everybody should really look for and internally. What are you good at? What do you love to do? What makes you smile? What makes you get out of bed in the morning? And then kind of create like a business strategy around that. And then there's nothing to stop you at all. Like it's your business, your, your baby, your project. And you know, if you're passionate about it, it'll a hundred percent succeed. If you are passionate and love what you do. Yeah. I love that advice. I think that's really, really important for people to hear. Um, and also one of the things that like went into my ADHD brain is like, For instance, if you are like, if you got into Avon because you like makeup or whatever, like there are makeup careers that like you could explore, like you could be like an independent makeup artist, you could go and work for Mac, 
Um, you could like, you know, there are so many options where you could like represent legitimate companies or just represent yourself and go and do people's makeup. Um, like it doesn't have to be an MLM. There is a way to do that if you really enjoy makeup sales. And like, I think it's just about each MLM, there has to be something comparable in our world that you could do without exploiting your friends. Right. (laughs) Seriously. And I mean, even to like the, the clothing aspect, if you love fashion, if you love clothing, go become a, a personal stylist, get that, you know, you could become like a traveling stylist. It's not that hard. I was a traveling notary. It's like, there's so many things you can do in, especially in 2022 with everything moving online. Um, you can literally start your business tomorrow. You can even go work at my favorite place, White House Black Market. That's the mothership. I wear black every day. Um, but they have personal stylists there. You could be a personal stylist at that business. So if you're into fashion and different fabrics, then like you could do that too. So there are many different avenues in which you could take that will steer you away from working at an MLM. (laughs) Right. And I think that like, it's so important that we're having this conversation and talking about it because I know that there are people that listen to this podcast that are still in MLM. I've heard that people listen to podcasts like mine because they're trying to not be manipulative. They're trying to do MLM the right way. Um, unfortunately, it's not you. It, like if you're listening, it's not you. It's the business model. And, and even, <laughs> even though you're trying to not be scammy, to not be manipulative, to not like do all those things, it it's, you literally can't unless you're only selling your product. But even then you're still... I would be willing to bet you feel like you're harassing your friends to buy your stuff. Yeah. There's people on, on social media that I get messages from that I haven't even talked to in years and they message me and they're like, buy this, buy that. And I'm like, delete. Like, I haven't talked to you. Maybe if you fostered a relationship with me, isn't that what MLM is about, right? Networking and creating those relationships. Those spammy DMs are the bane of my existence. I'm a social media manager and strategy. That's just flies in the face of everything that I've been taught and know and experienced. And like, it just, it's so, I don't even know. It's, it just rubs me the wrong way. And like, I, I cringe every time I get those messages. Cause I'm like, how many, how many times did you copy and paste that? Right. <laughs> right. Like, you're really not trying to create a relationship with me. You're just trying to get my money. And that's really off-putting. And then even when they are trying to create a relationship with you, like I remember, so my last MLM was Arbonne and I remember them being like, okay, like create a relationship with people. And it just felt so forced. And like, I can only imagine how it felt on the other person's side. Like, I mean, I talk to people for a living. So like, I'm sure that on some level it didn't feel super fake from my end, but like probably still did. Right. And I mean, like, and plus there's a motive behind that friendship. 
That is one of the biggest things that I'm struggling with right now. Um, you know, I was friends with somebody in high school and, you know, they didn't want to be friends. They wanted to be friends with me, but there was motive behind being a friend with me. And that was to be with me. And that was not cool. And so when you have a, a, a motive behind being friends with somebody and then it, you, you finally drop that other shoe and you're like, hey, well, um, you know, we've created this long, amazing friendship for three months, but buy my leggings, buy my leggings. <laughs> and then you're like, wait, I thought we were friends. And then they don't talk to you anymore when you don't buy their leggings. And then you feel like the rug was ripped out from you. And then you're like, great. Now I don't trust anybody to be my friends because you literally lied to me and saying that you want to be my friend, but no, it's just for personal gain. And, and that's, it sucks. Um, because that's happened a lot and it's, and especially I've noticed that happening a lot in the MLM culture too, where it's like, you think that you're friends with somebody and then, you know, they're not, you're, they're really not. And then they just right. push you aside and on to the next victim. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, I think that that's the main thing that us people who have been out ousted from their MLMs are feeling is that we, um, created all these friendships that are girl gang and another toxic positivity. I almost want to call it like a toxic uh, feminist slur at this point. <laughs> oh like, don't you dare call me part of your girl gang. Seriously. <laughs> I'm offended. Um, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> oh, but anyways, and I mean, you, yeah, go ahead. No, I mean like the whole, and you know, the whole girl gang girl, boss you know like that's it creates this like I said like this fake existence because these people aren't your friends they are just in your you're a part of that girl gang because you're they're down what is it downline and then there's you know that's all you are to them is a dollar right. and that and sucks to be minimized to just a part of the upline or downline that's sad like uh, you know, I, I have trouble making friends because of the, the rug pool that's happened many times in business and personal life. And so, you know, if there are women out there listening, like it's not your fault, <laughs> it's really not. Um, and you definitely deserve better. So, uh, I just wanted to say that because that's something that I, have uh, struggled with for a while. And I have another like kind of tangent off of what you were saying too, that came into my brain was like, the fact that everything is girl, boss, girl, gang, girl, girl, girl. We are women. Yes. We are women. <laughs> and so um, everyone's going to find out just how hardcore feminist I am today. Um, but, so uh, welcome to the bus. <laughs> but, um, but like that is just, we are, Society has sexualized young ladies to, we have to shave everything. You have to look a certain way. You have to be groomed. You have to shave your downstairs. Like if you are not perfectly groomed, like a small child, then you are not sexy. And the fact that being a woman is not sexy in our society is alarming. Yeah. And like, I a hundred percent agree. If you like, and I'm not saying if you want 
if you want to shave whatever you want to shave, that's totally fine. But think about where that came from in our society. And when you do, I have goosebumps and I have chills and it's just like, ew. Yeah. And I mean, like, look, women in business are over-sexualized anyway, mm-hmm. all the time. And then adding that layer onto it, making sure there's not a hair in freaking sight, um, you know, that it's disturbing. Um, and, you know, as a, a mom, um, you know, that is one of the, th- I always worry about my daughter in, in business, to be honest, because, you know, it, it, I've been through it. And I know she will, but hopefully we can change these societal, you know, pressures and, and norms and, and so that we can, like, our daughters can grow up and not have to shave their legs, can do whatever they want with their armpit hair, like, just be themselves and, and not over-sexualized by people in business. I mean, and, and that's left a lot of scars on me from being, uh, you know, sexually harassed and, and groped, even at work events. Um, and you know, and I know many other women in business, um, go through that. And again, it's not your fault guys, (laughs) ladies, it's not your fault. It's the guy's fault. Um, and you know, that's even for people who, you know, who are non-binary as well. I mean, Mm -hmm. like that, it happens to a lot of people in, in business and, you know, I just wish it would stop because like it's been a long time and that's why I'm so outspoken about it now because I'm like I'm gonna speak my mind about what the things that I've been through in business because I don't want others especially my daughters to go through that so right and it's just so alarming like there's just like this is such a big topic and I'm so like that's why I was so excited to have you on because we haven't gotten to break all of this down yet on this podcast um, and it's so important and it's just so and rooted in why we have some of these mental health struggles. Like it all comes back to our self-esteem, which like, if you have bad enough self-esteem, like you're going to have anxiety and depression issues, not necessarily mm-hmm. disorders, but you will have struggles in those areas and it sucks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like with the trauma that I went through, um, you know, I, I still struggle with it to this day. So it's, Mm -hmm. you know, the trauma stays with you and it kind of changes the course in which Mm -hmm. you are working in your business. Um, you know, a lot for a long time, I still deal with anxiety and depression. Um, and I like to have my, my meetings via phone or zoom. Cause you know, sometimes I will go meet people and it's not a good experience. It does not happen. It does not go well. Um, so, you know, again, another self, like a (laughs) self-defense. So it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And like, uh, another full tangent like I think that there's also something to be said too and like there's I don't think there's any research on this I'm trying to just throwing my hypothesis hypothesis out into the wind right now but like I wonder so much like for especially for me so this is kind of like my anecdotal experience like I was in all of these health and wellness MLMs and I was so fixated on my weight and on what I looked like and all of this stuff and now I'm outside of the MLM and I'm not being targeted and manipulated and all this stuff. And I'm currently my heaviest weight. And I can't help but wonder if this is my body trying to protect myself 
from all of the things that I went through before, if my body is like, nah, you need this right now. Like this is you. And like, you need to be this size because you have traumatized us so much from yo-yo dieting and all of this stuff. Like, um, and like, I have no idea if that's like a real thing or not, but no, it is a hundred percent because you know, this, this toxic culture of always having to look good. And if you're gonna, you know, if you work it and you're, you're working it, you're looking good, you're going to succeed. And that's definitely, um, plays into yo-yo dieting and, and weight gain and weight loss. Um, I mean, I too am at the heaviest I've ever been, but the thing is I'm the happiest I've ever been because I don't give two shits what anybody else says or thinks of me. I'm comfortable in my body at my size 12 and I am here for it because let me tell you, like there are some thick curvy girls that are killing right now (laughs) in society and I love it. So, and it's just, you know, you, you do deserve that, right? Like I was a double zero hundred pounds at one point. Um, and you know, to see that journey from going from that to now, it's like, it, as long as you're comfortable in your skin and you love yourself and your mind is at peace and you're, you're taking care of yourself and that self-care and that mental health, um, who cares if you're a size 20 <laughs> or size zero, as long as you love yourself, that's right. all that matters. And who gives a shit about what anybody else says? Exactly. And whatever size uh, you are amazing. And we are just happy that you are here, hopefully on the anti MLM side, yes. not being manipulated <laughs> anymore, loving yourself and just thriving. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> yes, for sure. Um, Okay, so now let's shift over to hustle culture. Um, so we we talked about it a little bit already, but like, it's just so dangerous. And I feel like now with the way the economy is, it's making hustle culture even worse because it's like you're digging yourself into the ground instead of digging yourself out. Yeah, I, um, so I'm a second, like I said, second generation entrepreneur. And as women in business, we, um, have a a, a steeper hill to climb. Um, you know, it's easier for men in business because, you know, the word entrepreneur is masculine in itself. Right. So we automatically think that, you know, business owners, entrepreneurs are men. So that's one thing that a hurdle that we have to get over. Um, but the hustle culture is we have to constantly keep going and going and going and going just to prove ourselves, but we're never, it's never going to get there. Like we're, if you constantly hustle, you're going to constantly hustle your entire life. You're going to keep going because it's never going to be good enough. When is it going to be good enough? <laughs> I don't think it is. It never will. You will never reach that point unless you are happy with yourself and happy with, you know, the person you are and the business that you have. Um, you don't have, no, not everybody has to reach seven figures, guys. Like we don't, um, right now in 2020, I feel as though, yes, with the economy and, and, you know, inflation and, you know, rising gas prices, rising food costs and all this stuff. Yes. We need to make more. We have to hustle more to make more money just to pay for life's necessities. But if you are out of, MLM, if you are not in that bubble anymore and you're doing your own business, you get to price yourself. You know, you like, I'm not 
doing this for 10 bucks an hour anymore because I know my worth. <laughs> so you need to know your worth and everybody deserves to have a live, livable wage. They all, everybody does. And you have to take into account, you know, expenses, food costs, inflation, like cost of living. Right. So, um, the hustle culture you don't need to do because you need to price, you need to know your worth and the hustle culture will have you burn out. It will a hundred percent. I am from the hustle culture. I hustled literally for 15 years. Um, This is the first year that I have not hustled my ass off. Because I come from, you know, women in business. If we start a business, we're not allowed to fail. Yeah. We're not. Because society has such high standards in business that if we fail, then our our business is attached to our self-worth. That's just how it is. Men can fail five, six, seven times on business and they still think they're the shit. But women, our self-worth, society has tied our self-worth to our um, business growth. And, 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 um, if we fail, then we are a failure as a woman. And that's just not true. Um, you know, there's this really awesome movement happening right now on TikTok. It's called, um, slow living. Um, it's awesome. Um, and you know, it's about literally taking a step back and, um, resigning yourself to slow living you know, like literally hanging out in your pajamas, just resting, um, you know, still working, but not pushing yourself too hard, knowing your limits. And, you know, this individual on TikTok, she said it takes three to five years to recover from burnout. So imagine how many women are out there from MLMs that are completely burned out and then they're in debt, burned out. They have no idea how to even dig themselves out of that hole. And that brings anxiety and depression. And it's, again, it's just a vicious cycle. And right. yeah, it's, right. it's, it's a lot. <laughs> right. And also a lot of these women are like, there are some women that are, you know, stay at home moms and like, that's a full-time job all in itself. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> like, so you're either a full-time stay at home mom, plus you're doing an MLM or you're working full-time at like a regular nine to five and you're doing an MLM and it is just a huge recipe for burnout because you're constantly, so you have that thing in the back of your head that's constantly like, oh, I should message this person. Oh, I need to follow up with them. Oh, I need to do this. Oh my gosh. Somebody just messaged me on Instagram. I bet you they want to join my team. Oh, my downline has a question. And it just goes on and on and on and on and on. Well, you're trying to do your nine to five that's actually paying you. Right. So you literally are never getting a break because there are no breaks in MLM. It's not the nooks and crannies of your time. It is all of your time. Yep. Yep. It's a lot. And that's where it's like the burnout happens because you're trying to juggle everything. Like we're trying to juggle the house. We're trying to juggle our nine to five. We're trying to juggle the kids and the food and the chores. Plus on top of it, this MLM, which is never like literally just spinning your wheels, putting money into it time and nothing is really, you're never going to get to that seven figure. You're never going to be at the top. Sorry. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And like, I think that it's such a detriment on mental health. Um, And I, I wish that there was research on 
like the or correlation research around the links of hustle culture and like constantly feeling like you need to work and depression anxiety and suicide rates yeah I think there is there has to be a study out there because when I was researching my TEDx talk I have so I I have a stack of paper like this thick about women in business and different um you know the different issues that come along with it you know the toxic positivity the bullying the sexual harassment um you know also the the silence culture around it and not being able to speak your mind and even talk about the negative experiences that you've had um yeah there's literally it was like mystic (laughs) oh my gosh yeah and it's it's just so sad because we're I think that in our society today like we're pretty much all victims at this point like you're either working yourself into the ground or you're trying to figure out how you can right and I mean like you know yes we have all been victims but we women we tend to not have a a, in my opinion and my experience I don't think I've ever had a victim mentality Mm -hmm. no because I think, uh, you know, yes, I'm a victim of many of these things, but you have to raise above it and, and mm-hmm. work hard, maybe not work harder, but just be above it and say all of that. It's all bullshit. Nope. You're not going to make me a victim. I'm going to raise above all of that and, and show you guys what I'm made of. Right. <laughs> right. And it's such a balance of recognizing. I think it's a balance of recognizing what society has done to us. In that, like, oh shit, like, I am like suffering because of the societal standards that are being put upon me. And also, on the other hand, how can I rise above this and be more and not let this determine and dictate my entire life? Yeah. And I mean, I mean, the societal pressures and those pressures from the MLMs. So it's like double pressure. (laughs) Like, I don't know. Like if you're an MLM, like I kind of applaud you because like, I don't know how you're doing it and not like breaking down and losing your shit. So, I mean, maybe, and if you are still in it, like you definitely have the wherewithal to like go do something else. If you've stayed in MLM for that long, like shit, quit, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> go do something. Cause clearly you can handle it. So, <laughs> right. And like, also people, I think if you're in an MLM, they don't realize like that there is like time, like since you are, I mean, it doesn't feel like it. You have to like block out your upline and just focus on you and like, okay, so like, I'm going to try to get my way out of this MLM and like, let me start to build my own thing before I completely leave. Yeah. And like, cause like you feel like there's a sense of security within it. Cause you think you're making money, even though you're really probably not. Um, I, I, mean, I mean, you probably feel a sense of security, but is it more like Stockholm syndrome? Like <laughs> do they not yeah. want to leave because they're comfy and yeah. they like have been brainwashed. So they're like, okay, like, yeah, it's working. Work until they work it. Like, blah, blah, like all those stupid little quotes um, and inspirational quotes they have just to keep <laughs> you around. But yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, that's funny. That's a very interesting <laughs> perspective on it. Yeah. I, well, I didn't even think of that. It is kind of like Stockholm syndrome where you're just like, because it's an abusive relationship, right? Like that's what we talk about all the time is that being in an MLM, you're the entire community is gaslighting you into staying in. 
Yeah. So you feel comfortable. You think you have all these friends that support you. You feel like you have this big support system, but if you were to leave, they would all disown you. Yep. So like, I, I agree with you. I think it is very similar. It's sad, but you can get out. (laughs) (laughs) You absolutely can. You absolutely can. And like, I always hope that people know that like you can like reach out to me you could reach out to Heather like you can reach out to anybody that like puts their name out on this podcast like we know you guys exist and that you need help and like we can at bare minimum point you in the right direction Mm -hmm. like for sure literally message me talk my ear off I'll help you I'll get you out of there don't worry yeah yeah (laughs) like this is a hostage negotiation we will help you (laughs) real we will trade Sarah Smith for five pairs of leggings. Let her go. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my so funny. That is hilarious. Um, yeah. Do you have anything else that you want to say about hustle culture? <sighs> Take a break, guys. Like hustle culture, it just like, I've been in it for 15 years and like this year I finally like my husband has really been like amazing and working with me and and, like telling me like don't get the kids ready for school this morning I'll do it stay in bed I'm gonna make your coffee do you want breakfast like hey like I'm gonna go get your car like detailed or whatever like he's really helping me live a slow life and like you can do that if you don't have a husband either like you just slow it down don't put so much pressure on yourself because I mean, there are so many women who are like, oh my God, like if I go to the school line and look like shit, I'm going to be judged. And like, that's slow living. Show up with your hair in a bun and not giving a shit and just listening to your chill music and loving on your kids and just be relaxed yourself. Don't put so much pressure because that's, what's going to burn you out, especially in business. Don't put so much pressure on yourself to be like everybody else to make X amount of money. Don't put your so much pressure because that's, what's going to keep you going in the hustle culture and keep hustling is the pressure. So just, just tune it out. (laughs) That's all I wanted to say on that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, do you think that we should talk a little bit about like the bullying and the harassment a little bit more. I know yeah. we touched on it in our other topics, but I think that that's also a big part of girl boss culture. Yeah. Um, the, I mean, there's, I mean, I've been a bully and harassed like my, I mean, I'm a woman in business. I'm a woman in society. Like we get bullied a lot. Um, And especially in business, we get bullied to, you know, lower our prices. We get bullied into um, doing things that we don't want to do. We get bullied into going to events. We get bullied into, um, we just, I mean, even just bullied in general, not even about doing anything. Um, And, you know, that takes a toll because if you're bullied and then you speak up about it, you're like gaslit into thinking that it didn't even happen and you're like hi it happened I know this happened and bullying is not I mean like I 
it's difficult for me to talk about bullying because I have so many instances just going through my brain right now on how much I've been bullied in business and in my personal life. And, you know, I, I donate as much as I can to, um, there's an organization called Stomp Out Bullying. Um, and they are the national leading anti-bullying and cyberbullying organization. Um, so I try to donate to them as much as possible, but, you know, just awareness and, um, having somebody to talk to about being bullied. A lot of people will say you're a pansy or you're, you know, oh, that didn't happen. Or you're just being too sensitive. And it's like, well, this is how I feel. This is, these are my feelings and you have no right to take or tell me how I should feel. And for you to bully me, you know, that's, that's on you. You should feel like shit. I shouldn't feel like shit because you're clearly projecting your shit onto me. And that's what a lot of bullying is, is that people are, are projecting their insecurities onto other people, or they don't understand that person. So then they bully them. I, people don't understand me. I don't know what it is. I'm not that hard to understand. I'm outspoken. I'm in your face and I'm a nerd. Okay. Like I have like a code on my wrist. Like I'm a big nerd. It's not that hard to understand me. Um, but a lot of people don't and that's okay. Um, I won't let them bully me. Um, because now I know who I am. And after finally coming out of the hustle culture and that toxic, like, you know, positivity and just even my toxic relationship I was in finally coming out of that. It's like, now I know that it's not me. It's (laughs) y'all. So drop the insecurities and let's, let's chat. Let's hang out. Let's just have fun. Don't bully one another and put everybody down. So yeah. Well, I think that there are a few things about bullying that I think happen uh, in the anti-MLM world and in the MLM world. So in the anti-MLM world, we see people speaking out, sharing their stories, and then uh, people that are in MLMs will come back and they're just like, well, you're just stupid. You're just a loser. You just failed. And it can get really nasty. It gets all the way to death threats. It gets all the way to actual doxing. And it's just insane because somebody spoke out and said hey this was wrong this is what happened to me and people just tear you apart it's absolutely horrendous yeah I mean for people to speak up and then those still in the MLM industry basically coming after them that speaks volumes that Mm -hmm. speaks volumes as to where you are in your life if, and if, you know, and it's kind of like victim blaming, right? Like if somebody speaks out and then they're like, oh, well, that didn't happen. Or, oh, you're stupid. That's, that's dumb. What are you talking about? You didn't hustle hard enough. Like that's, that's very indicative. And that's actually very telling as to where the MLM industry really is. Um, and that you kind of don't want to be involved in that. Um, if you, and, and that's so crazy because, you know, there's other like people in MLM who probably are on the fence about leaving. How are y'all not seeing what, how they, the people in MLM that are like into it, how they're treating other people who are speaking out. Wouldn't that show you like, Hey, yeah, maybe I don't want to be associated with that person because they're literally giving somebody a death threat. Like I never want to be associated with anybody that's associated with the company. I would just 
book it out of there. No way. So that's, that's a little crazy. Um, and you know, and I, I, I'm just so, when you said that, I was so happy that I kind of saw the writing on the wall in regards to MLMs when I was 21, because I could have, this could be me. This could be me inside an MLM trying to get out. If I did not see the writing on the wall, because many women and especially mothers who are work at home moms, um, you know, I work from home. I have three kids, um, you know, and it's crazy sometimes here if they're off school, I'm trying to get work done. Like, so if I did not see the writing on the wall 15 years ago, I would probably be in that same position that many people are. Yeah. And it's just, it's very scary. And I think that the bullying that happens in MLM is, I I was never, um, I don't think I ever saw any of it, but I've heard stories about people being bullied within their MLM. And it's a little bit different than what we see because it's usually like coded. Like it's usually um, really mixed in there with toxic positivity. So you don't even realize what's happening. Toxic positivity is bullying in itself. That's true. (laughs) That's actually a really good point. It really is because it's like, you're basically pressuring somebody to not have those feelings or that experience. So you're bullying them and, and essentially to not have those feelings and to stay positive. And like, it's just, that is bullying in itself. And that's why I have such a huge problem with toxic positivity. Can we just be real? Can we just talk about our experiences and actually tell the truth instead of sugarcoating shit and making it look all pretty? And it's not. Right. Exactly. Like you can pour glitter on top of a pile of shit and it's, Seriously, oh my god that's hysterical I feel like that should be like the new like anti-MLM or like the MLM logo like a swirly piece of shit with like glitter on top like (laughs) (laughs) Like, this is truly what MLM is a glittery piece of shit yes exactly it it really is because it's all like yay (laughs) yeah it is it's really like and it also get, makes us insecure, the toxic positivity, because then if you speak out, you're like, well, this happened to me. And then you're, they're like, no, that's not what happened. And oh my God, why are you even talking about that? You have to stay positive. Like, just keep it going, girl. And then you're like, okay, well, I'm just going to shrink over here and like, not like even talk about it anymore. And then it makes you feel insecure. And then when you're insecure, your business won't thrive. It doesn't matter if you're an MLM or not. If you feel insecure in yourself and your business, you're not going to go anywhere. Exactly. That's a very good point. All right. Is there any other topics that we should talk about today? I just wanted to say, like, can everybody stop using the the words boss babe? Boss babe, girl boss, fempreneur, she-e-o. Like, just stop. Like, even, I don't even care if this pissed people off. Stop using mompreneur. Okay. Like I can't, like I'm a mom of three. I do not call myself a mompreneur. Yes. There is an industry, a niche industry that is about moms and business. And you may have like a mom product or product for a kid, but you're still not a mompreneur. You are an entrepreneur that happens to be a mom. Like I, I don't like these labels. They, they feel I don't know, uh, sexist. They also feel over-sexualized. Yes. Um, 
and they are like, I don't know, degrading because if you call a man an entrepreneur, he's like, yeah, I'm a boss. Let's get it. And then if you call a woman a fempreneur, we're all super cute and we shouldn't be taken seriously at our business. Like that's how it feels. And I just, I beg everybody, please. I'm a boss. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a business owner, period. Like I, no more boss, babe, fempreneur, CEO, girl, boss. Like I can't, these labels just are, it's, it's, it's overused. And I don't think it's boating well for women in business, period, if you're an MLM or not. Yeah. We're in this world where we're fighting to be taken seriously and adding a cutesy label on top is damaging to yeah. the work that we're doing to try and be, be serious. Right. And sometimes, okay, so I was, this one time I was in a, um, I think I was, I was talking to somebody online, it was a possible client, and, you know, I'm going over my spiel or whatever, and like, I'm like, when I talk to you about business, I'm high level, guys, okay, like, I am such a nerd, such a dork, I've been doing this for 15 years, I will talk your head off at a high level in regards to marketing and social media, so I'm going off, you know, trying to impress this possible client, at the end of the whole entire thing, he said, Wow, you're such a boss babe. I did not sign that client at all because I was like, why? Like you just literally demeaned everything I just said to you and put me into this corner of like, oh my God, she's so cute. She's such a boss babe. Like I, I just lost it. I was like, okay, well, thank you so much for your time. I'll talk, you know, we'll, we'll touch base in like a week or two. And I didn't because for somebody just to come after, like literally, if I was a man who was saying that to another man and he was like, man, you're such a boss, man. The guy, the guy on the other end would be like, what? No, yeah. <laughs> just be completely blown away. So yeah, yeah like, that's, it's, it's insane. <laughs> dadpreneur is not a thing. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Like, I'm serious. Like I, I think there's somebody on clubhouse that literally has like dadpreneur. And I was like, no please <laughs> no <laughs> so yeah we're all bosses we're all entrepreneurs we're all business owners all right we don't need to add gender labels especially in 2022 where we are so conscious of people's pronouns and gender identities why are we putting a gender label on an entrepreneur or a business owner. It makes no sense to me. And it's like, it's like we're moving backwards. So, you know, we, we really should be moving forward and dropping these labels, especially if we want to go towards like a genderless society. Am I? <laughs> right. Yeah. And that actually brings up a good point. I'm actually going to put like uh, a little like content blurb at the beginning to talk about how we do use a lot of gendered language in this episode, because i you know, like it is a very gendered thing topic that we are talking about. And I just want to recognize that like, we are not two genders. There are no, genders, so. I, and, and that's what really like blows my mind because it's like, if we're being very like cognizant of everybody's, um, everybody's like gender, um, and everybody's self, then we really should be, be cognizant of 
these labels that we put out because if boss babe, you may be a trans woman, but you don't identify with boss babe. And then, so it's like, it kind of like just segregates that entire. And so it just bothers me that we're putting these gender labels on, on names that we call ourselves like business owners and what we do. Like, I don't think that should, I don't think that should be happening in any thing it shouldn't be like oh well you're a woman business owner oh you're a woman scientist oh you're a woman lawyer like why do they do that they always put a gender before a um like a position I find it very strange my new favorite thing is like if we're talking about sports or something like that I'll be like oh you guys are watching men's basketball right why you're We're you're watching, watching basketball. <laughs> you're you're watching men's football, and then right. everyone's like, "Why did you do that?" And I'm like, "Well, why do you call it women's basketball?" Women's right, exactly. So we really just need to like drop these like gender norms and gender stereotypes that are associated with different positions in business and in in life. I mean, you know, it, it should be we are watching you know, uh, basketball, you know, uh, University of Delaware versus Cornell. That should be it. You know what I mean? Or, or we're watching basketball, University of Delaware versus Cornell women's division. Like that's what it should be. And not, you know, a women's basketball. I mean, like we all know that women in, in business and in sports and in everything get paid less than men. So. (laughs) Right. And like, I just like, it doesn't, I don't like that male sports are the default like right we're fucking badasses that's so. right <laughs> <laughs> why that's are, right. without women there would not be men so i think we should be the default <laughs> we should be the default right Always. and i mean like you know, and i really feel as though that everybody really needs to take a step back and look at us as a human society and not uh, categorize each other in these different gender stereotypes or different classes or whatever. We are all one human body and we are all like, like <laughs> that's what we are. We're humans must treat everybody and, and equally and, you know, not uh, paint people into corners uh via you know different gender stereotypes that literally if you're a boss you're a boss if you're a business owner you're a business owner if you play basketball you play basketball (laughs) right exactly oh my gosh I absolutely love talking to you is there anything else that we need to cover today I don't think so just go over and watch my TEDx and yeah yeah it'll be linked in the show notes yeah, I mean, just make your own, uh, conclu- come to your own conclusions. And, you know, if you like it, you like it. If you don't, if you don't, you want to, you know, chat about it, shoot me a message. <laughs> yeah, I I do recognize that um, not everyone agrees with everything that we talked about today. And so if you stuck around and you listened to what we had to say, I do really appreciate it, especially if you have a differing viewpoint than us. Um, we still love you. We still care about you. We still we don't, do. want you to, we don't want you to do an MLM. So with that being said, Heather, what is your anti-MLMY? My anti-MLMY. Why I am anti-MLM is for business owners. That's literally it. Like 
because like, again, I'm going to say like, I'm a second second generation woman business owner. I am a business owner. I'm a woman. My mom was, is, still is a business owner. Um, you know, I do it for business owners everywhere because you shouldn't be putting money into something that is not your own. You should be working to find your passion and work towards that passion and and that goal. You shouldn't be working towards anybody else's goal because you are your own self and like you deserve to have everything in the world. And MLMs are not going to give you everything in the world. <laughs> I'm sorry, they're not. And you know, I just I do it for um those the true business owners out there, not the fake me out. I'm a con subcontractor of an MLM, whatever. Um, you know, because I have been um, mistakenly identified as a MLM and woman in business before on TikTok. And that like killed me. I was like, no, I'm a business owner. This is not an MLM. And, and a lot of women in business get categorized as that, as that we're that boss, babe, hustle culture, MLM. And, you know, we shouldn't be taken seriously. Well, women in business should be taken seriously. And um, that is my uh, anti-MLM lie. <laughs> I absolutely love it. I absolutely love it. it. If you have to buy a starter kit, you do not own your own business. Thank you. Um, <laughs> you are a 1099 contracted employee. If you are in an MLM, I am so sorry to tell you if you have not figured that out yet. Um, but Which means you pay your own taxes. So let's, let's just, (laughs) there's much more expenses than you think there are. So yeah, just, and I mean, it's not like there's not any startup costs in regards to having your own business, but it's your business. You own it. It's yours. It's not somebody else's where you're padding somebody else's pockets. So you can do this. (laughs) When you're your own business owner, you get to decide the prices. You get to decide when you work, you get to decide where you work. You get to decide everything. Unless there is a law that tells you, you can't. <laughs> right. And you get to choose how much hustle you want to put in. <laughs> right. Exactly. And with that, where can people find you in case they missed it at the beginning? So you can go to heathercoxcodes.com to check me out. You can also search Heather Cox Boss Babe on YouTube to watch the YouTube channel or visit the notes. Um, you can also find me on all social media platforms under the username Heather Cox Codes. Uh, that C-O-X. <laughs> um, and uh, you can search for my hashtag Heather Cox Codes across Google or all or all some other social media platforms and you'll be able to find me. Oh, thank you so, so, so much. I'm so excited that we connected and that you came on here because this was such a cool conversation and it's very different from my other episodes. So I oh, really I hope that. Well, thank I you re- so much, Danielle, for having me. I really appreciate it. You did an amazing job. And <laughs> keep going. You're doing great. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. And if you are listening, thank you so much for getting this far. As always, please, if you have not already, leave me a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts because it really helps to get these messages out there and to help people see the podcast when they're looking for things to listen to. Also, if you really like this episode, feel free to take a screenshot tag me and Heather in it so we know that you liked it and let your friends know. I hope you guys have a fantastic weekend. Bye. Bye.